Welcome to the Heart of Dating Podcast. Hey, it's Kate. I'm so glad you could join us this week as we try to untangle the ever so ambiguous world of dating as a Christian. Over here on Heart of Dating, we get real as we answer some tough questions and uncover transformative ways to approach Christian dating. Oh, and you better believe we have some laughs along the way, because last time I checked, the struggle is hashtag real. You know what I'm saying? Now, let's get to the heart of the matter. Hey guys, welcome back to the Heart of Dating podcast today. I'm your host, Kate Warman, and I'm so glad that you are tuning in for this episode. Now, I have a quick question for you. Have you been enjoying this podcast? If you have, I have a favor to ask of you. First of all, will you just screenshot this episode right now, wherever you are, or maybe even a past episode that's your favorite that you love, and will you just quickly then go and text it to a friend who really needs it? If you want to really do us a solid, will you post it on your Instagram and in your Insta stories and tag us at, at Heart of Dating and at Kateness? That would mean the world. And the next, one more thing. Would you take 30 seconds to scroll to the bottom of iTunes on the Heart of Dating podcast page, click five stars, and then write us just a very short review sharing your thoughts about this podcast. That would mean so much. And guys, it actually helps us to continue to rank on the podcast charts, which means more people discover us and get to join our community. Our goal here isn't to just change one person. It is really to collectively move towards changing Christian dating, this ever so ambiguous world overall. So help us in that journey, will you? Okay, guys, let's talk about the episode for today, shall we? Today, we are covering two very hot topics, dating after divorce and dating with kids. Now, these are topics you guys keep asking us to share about. And to be honest, I am far from the expert on these topics. So I brought in a couple whose story I believe will really encourage you. Now, something that's also true is that y'all have tons of thoughts and questions about these topics. So because of that, I really wanted to serve you specifically. So we actually pulled you guys over on Instagram to really hear about what you wanted to know about as it relates to dating after divorce and dating with kids. Let me introduce you to our guest today. Tim and Jolie are the Instagram owners of The Blended Project. What started out as a way for Tim to document their journey of blending a family of seven soon turned into a source of inspiration for many of their growing followers. With God at the forefront, Tim and Jolie discuss the good, the bad, and sometimes the ugly of blending a family. You will find, however, it is not limited to just blending blissfully. They hit on many topics such as parenting, relationships, roles that men and women bring to the table, and so much more. You can check them out at, at The Blended Project over on Instagram. This is not just a conversation for people who have been divorced or people who have kids and are dating. This is really a conversation for everyone because we talk about their perspectives on both sides, you guys. So I'm really excited for you to hear this really honest conversation and helpful conversation with Tim and Jolie Cotton. Without further ado, here is my conversation with them.
Tim and Jolie Cotton. Hey, guys. Welcome to Heart of Dating today. Hey, thanks for having us. (laughs) So excited. We are making this happen. And it is so cool. I actually had a few people send me your profiles. I don't even know when. It was a few months ago. And once I discovered you guys, I was so excited to be able to first talk to you on the phone and get to know your story a bit. And now look, here we are today having a conversation. So this is exciting. Well, before we get into all the dialogue, you guys are obviously Tim and Jolie Cotton, but you're also known as the blended family. And so would you tell us a little bit about what the blended family means or why that is your other name and your Instagram name? (laughs) So yeah, I mean, the blended project, you know, we we originally came up with, you know, we were just going to originally share our story on after we started dating and we knew that, uh, you know, obviously things were progressing to the next step. We thought we would share our journey because we thought that not many people see life after divorce and life into a blended family. And when we looked up stuff on the internet, we couldn't find anything on blended families or enough that that would help us. And so we felt like if we shared our story, maybe it would inspire people that there are second chances out there through God. And uh, so we just wanted to share our honestly the the story in the beginning, and then it became kind of evolved into, you know, kind of an inspirational, you know, motivational type marriage blog slash family parenting blogs. And uh, we've just really enjoyed it. And, you know, we, we've received a lot of good feedback from uh, some of the people that follow us and, you know, uh, it inspires us to do more. So. I love that, you guys. So for everyone who didn't fully catch that, what's so cool about Tim and Jolie is that they, you know, they both had children before they currently got married and they both mm-hmm. were previously married. And so I just love that that's your, your guys' story and blending your families and your journeys, which we're going to get into a lot today, which I'm excited about. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, the thing is that we are a dating podcast, obviously, but I think when we do talk dating advice, we direct it towards people who have, you know, are have never been married, don't have kids. And the truth is, that there's a lot of nuance when it comes to dating today. Mm-hmm. And that isn't that it's not just the case that people are single, never been married or single and never had kids, even as Christians, you know, and that's the thing we're going to talk about too. So we've had so many people in our community write in just like, Hey, Kate, like, I love the podcast. Can you do an episode or can you do more content on somebody who gets what it's like to have been through a divorce or somebody who like get what it's like to like date and have children and then that process. And so I am for this specific interview, I said this to you guys before, I totally am not the expert on this topic. I have never been married, nor have I had kids. So what I did was I just asked our people to share their questions for you guys. And so a lot of the questions for today are going to be from our people and all their pain points and what they kind of want to know. So does that sound good? Yeah, (laughs) sounds great. Okay, so I can't wait to hear a bunch about your story, but I know that it starts and I kind of want to back it up to the moment, you know, before you guys got married, before you integrated both of your children's, but you both went through divorces. And so what was that like healing after a divorce? And, you know, then that begs the next question of 
you know, when did you guys figure out what, when is it a healthy time to date again? No, that's such a, I, first of all, love the questions that have, have come through because um, they are, to me, they were very easy to, um, to respond to Mm -hmm. because either we've gone through it or experienced them in some way. So yeah, you know, I, I would say that there, there's so many factors and layers when you are divorced and, um, and you begin dating, you know, kids being one of those huge layers. You know, I can say that I personally, I sought counseling and I took time to self-reflect uh, in the beginning. I read a lot. I prayed. I prayed a lot. Um, and I can, I can honestly tell you too, that I don't think that I, I'm, I know I'm not fully healed even, even today. Mm. And, and I share that because I think it's very important for people to hear that. Um, cause I think you're going to hear it from all, all over the place, you know, well, you really need to be healed before you start considering dating or before you consider getting married again. I think you should be very, you know, a, enough along in that journey to know, um, you know, when it, when it's right, but I, it's okay for there not to be, you know, a a fully healed heart because it, it takes time and everyone's situation is different. Um, and again, having those kids, um, for us anyways, and for my journey, it was an added layer because, um, every child is different and they come in at different ages and they have different questions and they, they process, they process things differently at different times. And so, you know, your journey is to me, it's forever. And so, you know, I, I would just say that there's no set duration that it simply takes to heal. Um, and that's okay. And, and I would just encourage everyone to just be really patient with their own journey. Mm. That's so good. No, I would just say healing after divorce for me, you know, I was, I was really broken personally. I felt like I was a failure in many people's eyes. I felt like I was following, you know, my parents got divorced um, when I was young and I almost felt like I was following in my father's footsteps and that was difficult for me. And, uh, you know, I was, uh, I was being judged uh, by my, my friends and family and people were picking sides and there was a lot of things to heal from for me. It took, you know, a couple of years for me to feel like I was at least ready. I wasn't fully healed, but I was at least ready to move to kind of the next stage in my life. I think healing after divorce, it's easy for a lot of, you know, I'm just going to take husbands in this case to blame everything that happened in their marriage on the other person. That's that's an easy cop out. And I think we all want to do that in the beginning. We're like, oh, we're if it weren't for them or the, you know, and I really wanted to self-reflect during that time and just understand what, what did I do wrong? And I, I think it took me a long time to get to that place, but I eventually, you know, sat through a lot of counseling sessions and understood. I even sat through counseling sessions with my ex-wife to understand how we were going to tell the kids, how we were going to, you know, be partners after this. And, and luckily you know, everybody doesn't have that experience, but I was lucky enough that she sat that through those counseling sessions with me on some cases. And then other cases, it was on my own. There was a lot of growing up that I needed to do. I I think that's where it started for me through the healing process was first, I need to understand where my kids are at um, and understand where I'm at. If I'm not in a good place, it's hard for me to be be a good father. So I was really trying to heal myself and understand where I went wrong 
you know, I felt like I failed my, my children as well. So healing from that and understanding that I didn't put God in the, in the forefront of my last marriage and that I needed to really focus on how I was going to implement that vision and, and everything into my next step in, in our lives. So. Yeah. I love what you guys are both saying because, you know, it's a funny question in the sense of what, how did you heal after divorce? And I think what you guys are both emphasizing is that it is different for different people. And there isn't like, Hey, you know, this is your one step process to healing after something as hard as divorce and that it's nuanced and complicated. And you really do have to, like you said, Tim, like you had to, you had to do some extra work and just self-discovery and working through things and putting God at the center and kind of getting those realizations. And for some people, it might take more time than others, you know? And Mm -hmm. I think the important part is like you guys are emphasizing just to process and continually go through the journey, knowing that Jolie, to your point, we may never be fully arrived at some level of perfect Mm -hmm. healing. That's like, you know what? I'm perfectly healed from this scenario, you know? And if we waited for that, we'd be potentially missing out on so much that God still wants to do. And I think the vulnerability in stepping into something also can be healing uh, in in a way. Obviously not to do that right away. You know, it's like, okay, I'm like right the week after. It's like, I'm not necessarily Mm -hmm. saying that even when it comes to breakups, but, you know, use discernment. But there is a level of healing that comes with being vulnerable and, and trying again as well. No, absolutely. And to your point, to not be, I don't want to say I like not being fully healed, but what I do like about it, if I can find anything, is that I am still learning and I'm still growing. And when you're willing to be in that space of vulnerability, um, it's pretty amazing what you're able to to find out about yourself and 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 really how it structures you for me as a as a mom, as a wife, as as a friend. Um, it had, and even, even a friend to my ex-husband, um, it, you know, it, it has really put things in such a different perspective. Um, and, and so I can't say that I, yes, you know, I, I want to be fully healed to, to some degree, but I think it's nice to be able to just always have just a little bit that still needs a little work. Yeah. The open-handed posture. Like I'm God, I'm willing to continue to like, are there things I'm missing, you know, help me to continue to learn and grow. Well, something also, and Tim, you had mentioned this, but you know, a lot of people in our community have voiced that sometimes it's hard dating after divorce just because of how communities handle that situation, whether it's your church community or your friend community, or you're obviously your family. In some ways, it can be this this word, like divorce is something that can almost be shamed and almost looked down upon. I know for sure there are people in our community that you know, they voice to somebody, Hey, I, I have been divorced and they're vulnerable with the person they're dating mm-hmm. and they may be complete. They may be written off completely immediately, you know, or in conversations, mm-hmm. even if they're not talking with somebody they want to date, just in conversations with people, there's almost like this stigma of like, Oh, you've been divorced. What happened there? So I'm just curious to learn from you guys, what your experience after divorce was in the response from your communities, whether from church communities or just communities at large and how you guys kind of reconciled and worked through that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's different. You know, it's funny. Some of the people that were some of the, the most judgmental in my life were the people who call, you know, call themselves Christians and say they have a relationship with God. And sometimes, 
you know, it can come across as self-righteous, you know, and um, I, I think that's what I experienced some on my family side is it, it is looked down upon and it is looked like, well, you're, you should have tried harder or you should have done this or that. And they have all these opinions. And I, I did experience that. And I experienced for individuals who weren't self-righteous like that, they, you know, it was a, a time to pick sides and it was a time to, you know, and, and it, that doesn't feel good. It makes you, you're in a very lonely space after that. Because when your family is judging you and your friends are judging you for for one reason or another, whatever those reasons are, um, it, you find yourself in this lonely space, and you're like, okay, well, now who do I talk to? You know, obviously, you you find yourself. At least I found myself not trusting a whole lot of people because I, I was like, wow, like these are the people I called my closest friends, and now they're looking at me like I'm a failure or almost they were offended by my choice in, you know, cause I, I chose to split. So then I, I guess because I was the person that chose to split, that was looked down upon. For me, it was a very toxic environment and I felt like it was the, the, the right move to make, um, you know, after much, a lot of praying. And, you know, it's interesting that I found a lot of the people that accepted were the people that had also been through it. Um, that had also been through a divorce, that had also been through some sort of big event in their lives where people judged them. And so they were so much more willing to accept my faults, if you want to call it a fault, or my uh, choices. And that's what brought, you know, God brought those people into my life for a reason, you know, and I appreciate those people that stuck through that. And uh, so anyways, what about you? No, I, that, that, that was a, that was a good response. I, um, for me, it was a, well, it was similar. Um, you know, I want to address the church, you know, some people expressing maybe that the church family is not supporting them or it's not something that's addressed or, or first of all, that, that makes me so sad to hear because I did not experience that from my church. Um, it is, I, I get it. I think that we still, and probably forever will live in an age to some degree where, divorce is, it's just a nasty thing. And it's not that we're looking for it to be accepted, but I think we're looking for some grace and some understanding because, uh, you know, nobody, nobody wants this. No, uh, you know, no one goes into a a marriage thinking that this is going to be the end result. And so having the support and having just this not being judged. And I will tell you where I, I, similar to Tim, friends, I felt it from friends and I felt it from friends that I honestly, be it, you know, Christian or not, I, I was very surprised by the ones that did judge. And that was really, you know, you're already going through something so incredibly hurtful and you're trying to just navigate and understand it yourself. I'm the one that requested the, the divorce, you know, there's just no good way about it. There's just not. And, um, and people are going to have their opinion. And I think I knew that going into it, but again, you don't expect it from, especially your close friends. And so, uh, you know, I, I think we've both tried to take kind of the high road there. I have to also give grace on the other side, um, because I don't know how this is affecting them. And it clearly is. It's something that, um, you know, if we were friends together, it is something that's a hard thing to kind of process and that's their own journey, you know? And so, you know, you, you kind of have to see it. I tried to really see it from a high level 
and not necessarily in the beginning, but afterwards, after, you know, I had some time to reflect and, and really be thoughtful, um, you know, about seeing the other side. I'm sure that's where this was coming from. I'm sure they were hurt. I'm sure that, you know, there was some sadness too, because, you know, there's, they're, you're losing, they're losing something no matter what. But I will say out of all of that, if there's any good that, that does come out of kind of not feeling that, that community support um, and feeling judgment and whatnot is, um, man, I, I sure work really hard at not judging myself, you know, above all things, just showing grace. And that is something that I feel like I've gotten out of this. And it's something that I really try to teach our children. Yeah. I bet you also, Jolie and Tim, probably have more compassion for others too in scenarios that you may not understand or especially in scenarios you do understand such as divorce. But what you guys are bringing up is such a good point because whether – because the same situation can, I think, be applied in a sense when a divorced person is going out and trying to get back on the dating scene. And, you know, when you first tell somebody, hey, actually, just so you know, I want to be honest, I was previously married. And so I am divorced, you know, whatever that looks like. But this is for every single person listening who's on the receiving end of that information. It's like, hey, what is your first response? Is your first response to judge the person who's been divorced to say, (laughs) oh, there must be something really wrong with them or that, oh, they didn't try hard enough. Like I think, Tim, you mentioned that. And uh, so it's like for singles listening, that if you're on receiving it, like hear Jolie and Tim saying this, like it is so important for us to have a seek to understand mentality versus assuming the worst because – you know, that you really don't, you guys just both spelled it out. Divorce is not an easy decision. Like nobody goes into it being like, Ooh, yeah, I think that this may be, um, I may be able to get out of this one day. So that's fine. Um, you know, I just, I don't really think many people, if anyone goes into it, Christian or not, I really don't. (laughs) I don't think that you make that big commitment saying, Oh, maybe, because otherwise you just wouldn't make the commitment. <laughs> you would just say, I'll just keep dating this person forever. So if you make the decision to get married, it's usually because you're like, I want to do this with this person. I think it's so important for us to have more of a seek to understand mentality, especially when it comes to things we don't understand. I also had this question popped up as I was compiling the questions. I think this was my question actually, but I can imagine there is actually some good beneficial things that come out of somebody who's been through, I'm going to call it like a trauma. Divorce is like a trauma because it really is just such a tough moment in your life, a painful moment that I can imagine really does cut deep like a trauma. And so I do think though, that there are benefits to dating someone who has been through a divorce. So would you guys be able to speak to maybe some of those too, to enlighten people who are divorced, just to feel encouraged and people who are listening, who've never been divorced or dated someone who's been divorced. I want their minds to open up to this. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you know, I think we both, you know, in our journey, just our self-reflect is so high. I think when you go through a marriage that fails, no matter what the reason is, you look back on it and it's such a, number one, I I think that the person that goes through a divorce, it has humbled them so much um, throughout that process. Mm -hmm. So no matter what your ego was before, it is now checked at the door 
And because you've been through this process. Mm-hmm. And I think obviously the level of humble uh, humbleness is different throughout each person, but I, I feel like I'm so much more humble now than I was previously. And I think that's a, a, a great place to be because I'm, I'm always self-reflecting and I'm always trying to understand, okay, these are the mistakes I made in my last marriage. How am I going to improve on these? Um, even when it's a small argument or it's something around the house that I'm, I might not be doing or, or you know, something like that, mm-hmm. that I recall in my previous marriage, I'm always recalling those mistakes and going, hmm, I don't want those to happen mm-hmm. again. I think yeah. above all, you know, that's probably the number one. I think humbleness is a, a strong number two. For me, the benefit is, you know, when I, when I first got married, I was uh, got into the relationship at 20 years old, had no clue who I was. Hmm. I got married at 24 and I I had no idea for what the vision was for my family or what my values were. I mean, I knew what my values were, but not at a strong level. Um, and I feel like once I got divorced and was able to kind of understand myself a little bit better, then I was able to, I'm now able to lead and pr- project that vision and values into my family now versus, you know, before I was just extraordinarily immature and I didn't know how to do those things. And I think that's what you benefit because you've experienced those, those things in a first marriage that you're just are able to reflect on. So I'm just sitting here listening to you because, um, (laughs) you know, I, obviously I did not know him previously, um, in his, in his first marriage in the sense of kind of knowing what he's sharing. And I see a very different person, you know, here's what I will tell you that I, I feel like, and I'm going to take this from a perspective of if, if I were, I'm, I'm single, a female or divorced female, and I'm dating, you know, one of the things I think is exactly kind of to what Tim was sharing is this ability to really kind of self-reflect and knowing what he needs to change in order to make something work. I've never met someone, honestly, and, and we all, women, especially, we always think, oh, well, we can change them, you know, once we get <laughs> Yeah, that's a woman's you know, problem, for sure. <laughs> it is, it totally is. Oh but gosh. I will say, I'm, I'm really blown away by his ability to, to change. And I think a lot of that comes from what he does not want to repeat. And, um, and so to me, and I can't speak to everyone and this is how every, you know, relationship would be, but for me, it was a pro of just, you know, watching him and, and seeing, having this man that's, so willing to kind of see the things that need to be changed in order to make be it next relationship or marriage um, work and 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 go down the right path. Um, so I, I think that's a, that's a huge one. I think that to speak to that, I mean, you kind of understand what you can and can't handle. Like yeah. after your first marriage, you're like, okay, this is kind of repeating, and you understand. I, I know my limits. And I understand, I even speak to my weakness, you know, with Julie now versus I would have never spoke about my weakness before. I would have never put myself in that place. I was too prideful. Um, but now I'm able to speak to, this is one of my weaknesses and, and how can we work around, you know, what, what my weakness is during that moment. And um, I would have, like I said, I would have never done that in my first Listen, he's, he's really good about telling me 
please focus on my strengths, not my weaknesses. <laughs> it's fun. So now it's like a, you know, we, we laugh about it now, but it's a very true, true statement is, and I, I feel like we're kind of segueing into something else, but I, I think this is important for, for women from, you know, again, to hear and men, it is so important to be able to not, we, we tend to honestly, it's, I think it's just a natural thing. We focus so much on what's not going right. Yeah. What's and, missing, what's um, not going right. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And okay, well, let's pause a minute and let's look at what is going right. And I, I will tell you as a woman who likes a clean, tidy house, um, I am constantly, he'll go in and clean the kitchen and he'll do certain things with the kitchen, but it's not the way I would have done it. <laughs> and, um, and poor guy, he oftentimes hears it, but the reality of it is, he still made the effort. He did do yes, something and he did help good. me. And that's, that's hard. That's hard for a lot of women, especially, but, oh, yeah. you know, I think, <laughs> and I know we kind of, we, we digressed a little bit there, but I, I, overall, I think, you know, don't be scared of dating someone that has been divorced. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, you mentioned it earlier, we've got to open our, our, our minds and our hearts um, and, and not assume, oh, you know, here they're divorced. Wonder what happened. You know, yeah. oh, they come with kids. You know, I mean, listen, not all. Uh, there's no one's perfect. You're, you know, you're not going to get the perfect scenario, so to right. speak. But, yeah. but you have to create it. And I think when you when you work together to kind of work towards that vision of what is perfect, quote unquote. You know, I think you can cut, you can land there to some degree. It really depends on the individual and you can, I would say, trust your instinct and trust God that he's going to put mm-hmm. someone in your life that, you know, divorced or not, you, you will know whether they've done those things that we've talked about, right. which are self-reflect and, and, and really humbled themselves and understood, learn from their mistakes you trust your instinct when it comes to that, because there's a lot of good that can come from someone that's that's been divorced, not just what people think the baggage that will come with the divorce. Right, 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 right. And that's, I think, what we see. We're like, oop, that sounds complicated. Let's move on, you know? And we do that. We put this perfect sparkly list together as singles, and we're like, well, especially, I've waited. I am 30-something, and I have waited, and this is my perfect sparkly list. It has to look this specific way. Yeah. So I'm not going to try online dating, and I'm not going to marry anybody who isn't XYZ perfect things, right? And obviously, I'm being a bit dramatic, but I do think that that if people are real with themselves, there's a certain level that we almost feel entitled to certain things. And we're we're missing out on the fact that we are all in some way broken individuals. We all have some level of a story that we need grace and mercy for, you know? And God wants to move and work. And when we compartmentalize him so much to say, oh God, you know what? I'm not going to date a person who's been divorced. Uh, it's like, wh- I always am like, well, why? Like, what is it? What is your fear there? If your fear is that they're not healed or they're coming with lots of baggage, then I'm so glad you're listening to this episode because because it's like, it may not be that that's a, you know, a presumption that we need to debunk. Sure. Might be the case for some people, but also a single person who's never been married could also come with a lot of baggage too. <laughs> you know? yeah, and, absolutely. Right. All right, you guys, I have a message quickly for my lady friends. I am in my thirties and I am yet to be married. 
As such, it's crossed my mind a time or two about my fertility status. Now, if you're a woman, especially over 30, you've probably thought about this as well. And if I'm being that much more honest, I just haven't really wanted to go to the doctor to figure out where I stand with my fertility. But if you're curious like me about your fertility and want to stop being anxious about something you just have no idea about, then I want to share with you a brand that can possibly ease your mind here. It's called Modern Fertility. Modern Fertility makes finding out about your fertility possible with easy at-home fertility hormone testing. When it comes to fertility, I've just thought, oh, I'll just wait and see what happens. But some of that is a bit odd in terms of logic because do we wait and see what's gonna happen with our finances or career or school? Why do we do wait and see when it comes to something as important as fertility? I believe in this space, knowledge is power, and I want you to be able to make the best decision for your body, your health, and your future. There aren't many decisions bigger in life than having a child, but for many women, when it comes to fertility, it's a big question mark and it can cause so much anxiety. So that's why Modern Fertility was created. It's the easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. All you have to do is mail in your results with a prepaid label and you'll get personalized results back within 10 days. Now, traditional testing with your doctor can cost over $1,000, but Modern Fertility is only $159 to get the exact same information. And if you go to modernfertility.com heart, you can get $20 off of your test. Also, if you have an HSA or FSA, you can use those dollars on Modern Fertility as well. You guys, it's so great. You will get insight into how many eggs you have, your hormone levels, and any reproductive red flags that might be happening. And you can also talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse to review your results and options for next steps. So if you do want kids today, or maybe one day, I wanna encourage you, get the information you need right now so you can start preparing for that decision in your life. Go to modernfertility.com heart, and you can get $20 off your test today. Now, you guys, this is so good on the divorce topic. I also wanted to talk in this conversation today about the other kind of, I don't want to say complicated, but just complex thing in dating, which is dating with kids as well. And we have quite a bit of people in our community who have children or are are single parents trying to date and trying to manage and figure that out. And so I have a handful of questions as well on that topic, on how you guys were able to integrate that and just learn through your stories a bit. But I would say the biggest number one question I got asked about this was, how do you make time to date while having kids without feeling guilty? <laughs> uh, I would say, like, I looked through all the DMs and all the polls, and that was a resounding question that people were like, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to make time for this while I'm also trying to be a good single parent. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's hard to be when you're in that space of loneliness and you're in that space of after divorce and and you're single now, I feel like the more you take care of yourself and taking care of yourself is absolutely dating and and making sure that you have that partner in life that you want to spend the rest of your, your, your life with. And I feel like if you neglect that, it, it changes your mental state. And, and with that comes, then where does that lead into your parenting? Because obviously if you're not satisfied on on that side, then it could lead into, you know, uh, other effects into your, your family life. You have to put yourself first. I know, we, you know, a lot of people talk about putting others first, but I think you've got to put yourself first and, and trust 
that God knows that we need to take care of ourselves, that through prayer and through trusting that he will work everything out, um, I think is extraordinarily important. And, and once you've taken care of yourself, you it makes you so much of a, of a better parent. I so strongly believe that, you know, before I, I was always, I got to take care of my kids first. I got to take care of my mm-hmm. kids first. And, and yes, you, you, we need to take care of our kids, but I feel like we're so much more mentally stable when we're taking care of ourselves first and, and then passing that on to our kids. I always think about it as like the bucket, like you're carrying around a water bucket and it's a bucket of like what you have to give, like love and energy and whatever you have. But if you're walking around with an empty bucket because you're not taking time to have that time with God to do the things that are important to you, how can you really give out? So you may be like prioritizing whatever it is, in this case, your kids, but you don't have that much to, you don't have much in your bucket to like really be super loving to them or super Mm -hmm. compassionate because on your end, your personal bucket is empty. So it's like, you can really only give scraps and we have to, you know, as singles, I always talk about with singles, like you still have to figure out how to do that. I think singles often overextend themselves. Just like, I'll be the number one volunteer and I'll do this and I'll come up with a business and we'll do all the things. I'm like, that's great. What are you also doing just for your personal like sanity? You know, (laughs) like how are you also prioritizing dating if that's that's important to you. And, and the other thing is like, I think people wait a, a lot of people and, and I'll include myself in this. I think people wait for that perfect time mm. and the perfect time's not coming. And <laughs> that's true. You know, you, you've, once you make a commitment and make dating a priority, all other things, God, God will help no matter if it's, it's kids, a babysitter, no matter what it is, God will work all those things out. And I think people just overthink that they overthink a lot of things, but that's this being one of them. I think it will all work out. If you've got your priorities straight and dating is one of those priorities, trust me, it, it will all work out. And so something as well that people keep sharing is you know, they want to know, okay, I'm in the process of trying to date. I ha- I'm a single parent. I'm trying to figure out how to do this the right way. And we talked about divorce and we didn't really say this with divorce, but I want to kind of intertwine these two questions in one, but it's a vulnerable thing to share about like, hey, I've been divorced and you know, I'm, I'm a parent. And sometimes you may feel like there may be a hesitation, like, is this person going to judge me? So what would your advice be from you guys about when do you share about those two things when you're newly venturing out into dating or you're trying to meet someone that you potentially like? Oh gosh, this is a good one. To me, I don't really think there's a right or wrong answer here. I really don't because it's such a personal thing for your own kind of, you know, how that individual themselves is feeling safe in that moment. I'm so different. Honestly, I'm probably not the best person to talk about this because I am such an open book and I'm kind of a wild horse, if you will. <laughs> and so, and what I mean by that, and I, I, you know, I, the only way I kind of know to relate to this is that to me, I think you should know in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And I say this because th- this is my life. This is, this is very, I mean, this is who I am and my mm-hmm. kids come with me. And so it's no different than you know, me walking in and them assessing me up and down, you know, what is she wearing, you know, and, and, and how the conversation's going. Bottom line is, you know, they're getting to know me, they're getting to know my personality. 
And Hey, I, I do have children. And if you're not, if that, you cannot be scared of that scaring away someone, if it scares someone away, then they're just not meant to be uh, and move on to the next. I know myself enough to know that I, I would tell them right in the beginning. Mm. It would, you know, if I'm on a dating site, it would be on my profile. I mean, it's just not something that uh, it's something you should be proud of. It's something that we should not try and, and hide and be scared of sharing. I mean, it is, I am so incredibly proud that I have these beings in my life. And so that's how I would approach it. I I don't, you know, I I don't know if everybody would agree with me on that, but um, to me, I think you should share it immediately. I feel like when you're so proud as as a parent, and I don't know how you would bottle that up, you know, for for, while you're dating. I I feel like once you are, and and that goes into that self-reflection time while you're single, you know, and understanding that who you are and, and that you're, you're proud of all those things. And that despite divorce and being a single mom, you've, you've overcome, you know, those things or single dad, you've overcome those things and you should be, you should be proud of that. I agree. I think that, you know, when your relationship, when you're a Christian trying to look to date another Christian, it's another question people always ask me, when do you tell that person that like, that's your value? I'm like, right away. That's like such an important thing that you hold dear, dear to your heart. You know, why would you keep that pocketed? <laughs> you know, if that person is not a Christian or they're afraid that you are, then they're not for you, <laughs> point blank. But similarly, like children is something that, that is a part of your life. It is truly like a beautiful part of your life. And so I think that we shouldn't have a stigma that's like afraid to share that. If And to your point, Jolie, if that's not, if that person is afraid or it pushes them away, well, they weren't the right person, you know, just right. to begin with. Right. Exactly. And you want to, and listen, you know, at the end of the day, I think if you're dating with, with children, you, you're divorced. And you're, I mean, in my mind, you're looking to potentially um, ultimately find someone else. If you're mm-hmm. dating, you believe in love and you believe in marriage, I would think. And so with that, you know, I think we, we go into it with such a different mindset. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking to see who is going to influence um, and be a, a, a beautiful role model to my children. And so I think we're, we're, we're approaching and, and looking for different things, you know, when we're dating with kids, um, than if we were single and even a single person, you know, if they're a little later in life and they haven't married yet and they, you know, they, they do find someone that, um, that has children, you know, those, I think it's good for them to understand that, that man or woman is potentially looking for someone. Could they picture that individual being a, a mother or father figure in in their children's lives? Yeah. Um, And so again, I think it's just so important to have that be just a part of your profile, a part of you, a part of the conversation in the very beginning. Yeah, I think that's so good. I just want to address too the other part of this, which is just when do you tell them you're divorced? And I'll just share my opinion. You guys can weigh in on what you think. But I I kind of am with you almost on the same procedure with divorce, like to the upfront policy, just being open. But where I say, hey, if this is really vulnerable for you, which I totally understand, we just said that feels like a trauma, then maybe you don't share all the details. (laughs) You know, maybe it's like, hey, I want you to, I want to be upfront and honest. just so you know, I have been previously married, but you know, share if you're not comfortable sharing how and 
like why and all those details say like, I'd want to be honest, but I'm not quite ready to just share with you all those details, but I'd be happy to do that through time, you know, but just like that upfront, Hey, this is something you should know about me. Therefore you're still, you're being, you're sharing the truth, but you're not letting them into every detail and crevice about like every part of that hard experience. Right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And, and listen, there's something to be said about walking in and having ownership. And, and I mean that in a way of, you walk in and, you know, again, you know, Hey, I'm divorced. I've got three kids and um, nice to meet you. You know, I mean, whatever, yeah. but it's something that when you're confident about it and, and you, you're not, I, I, yeah, you're not trepidatious about it and you don't walk, you know, I've heard a lot of people when they, even I've done it, I've done it, you know, where I don't like saying I'm divorced. I don't like saying, you know, in front of my kids, this is my ex-husband and he's standing right next to me. Like I, I have all these kind of feelings that we all feel, but there's such a way of turning it around and not making it. Cause ultimately we're the ones that are making ourselves feel uncomfortable. Yeah, and so that's true. Um, it is really about owning it and, and, and being okay with it. And I think when we put out that aura and we, we, you know, a, approach it in that way, it allows that other person to not maybe see it as such a negative. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I, I do agree that if we almost like we're pushing and that's like a heart thing. It's like, if you're so afraid yeah. to share it, is it because you're still ashamed about that? Maybe yeah, there's some work 100%. to do there um, versus yep. like, Hey, I've done the work to heal myself. I'm not perfect. Like we just shared earlier in the conversation, still working through some of that healing, but like I want, this is, you know, I've come to terms that this is a part of my story. It doesn't define me, but it is a part that really shaped me. And that is important for you to know. I love that. Okay. Another big question, you guys, when it comes to dating with kids and just having that as a unique nuance in processing this whole thing called dating, people are curious on, you know, when do you introduce your kids to the person you're dating? Then, of course, in your guys' case, when do you introduce the kids to each other? <laughs> you know, So curious on how, what your thoughts are on that and how it maybe worked out for you guys. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think this has a lot to do with some of the first questions you ask and, and it's based on healing. You know, I, I I feel like I, my, my kids and myself, even though we were, you know, we were single, we, we had our own house at that point and I was dating Julie, but I didn't feel like my kids were at that place. And, and that's such a, it's, it's, it's almost an instinct that you just have on your kids of, do they understand everything that's, that's occurred and that will be occurring and have they healed from it? And and, and throughout that process, we were going, you know, uh, my ex-wife and I were going through counseling sessions and understanding how do we continue to speak kind of that same message um, of here's what's going to happen, you know, next, you know, after now that we're settled in here. So just helping them understand what what that process looks like first, because I think that, you know, depending on how old your kids are, you know helping them understand exactly that you are going to start dating and walking them through that if if they are old enough for that mm. and helping them understand if if you do start dating that one day you know you might get introduced to someone and um because i think that a lot of people spring it you know rather than set that plan in place and honestly it does depend on the the child's age um, but if they are of age, I, I think there absolutely should be a plan and, and walking them through and 
and you praying about it together and mm-hmm. um you know you're you sitting there at night and and saying you know I, i'm praying for for someone to come into my life and um that that is going to impact this family and in such a positive manner and and when you speak about that um, on a daily basis and you're, and you're praying about it, then I think that when it comes, it's not a such a shock value type thing. It's like, oh, yeah, this is the person we've been praying about. This is the person they're going to give them a, a much bigger opportunity than, oh, by the way, I'm dating someone and you're going to meet them tomorrow night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they're more they're less questions are more a part of the process. And that probably makes them feel like less confused, more involved, and more accepting of whenever it does happen. That's really great. I love that. Jolie, do you have any thoughts on that for you as well? Or how did it work for you guys too? Um, and and I'm just so curious. This is definitely like a repeated question. Like when do we, and I, I, I do think with all these questions, it's not a one-step process. There's not a one way, but I think it's just so cool to hear your guys' take on all of these things. You know, I introducing the kids, it is a very individual place to be. There's not a perfect time. And this kind of goes back, I think, to what I was saying earlier about just kind of having some, you know, added layers uh, when you're divorced and what what you're, you know, what you're bringing to the table. My kids are a little older, um, or at least my oldest was, you know, a little older. They all were processing this whole thing in their own different way. And I feel like the older one definitely he was, oh, he was, he was watching everything. He was listening to everything. And, and typically if you have, um, especially a boy, they, they take on being the man of the house and it's a very, very natural thing for them to do. And then there's this level of them wanting to protect their mom. And, you know, I think it's a little different for men with children, um, than it is for women with children. And I, um, and so that to me is, is something that really just has to kind of be looked at. And I think, you, you know, as a mom, um, you've really got to gauge and, and self-assess their readiness. We did not introduce the kids. Um, gosh, we were, you know, a year, if not a little more into our relationship before we did introduce and it was slow. And, and I will tell you too, we, we made it, we made it very clear that um, in the beginning too, when we started dating, that the only time that we started that, that we would see one another is when we didn't have the kids. You just have to make it that way. I personally do not agree with introducing the kids early on. This is where you got to think of the kids and you, and you don't think of yourself. And it's hard to do because it goes back to that little wild horse thing that I mentioned earlier. And what I mean by that is when you get divorced, you kind of go through this this other phase of your life where you're really just kind of uh, you're wild and you're free and you're really trying to, it's a a kind of a newfound you and it's very easy to um, be a little selfish during that time. And it's a, it's easy to kind of want things to move uh, much quicker than it should. And uh, there's just all these things that can kind of come with it. And so, but when you have children, this is where we have to really be, this is where they do come first. I, I'm just such a, I, I'm hundred percent just against introducing children until it's not necessarily when the mom is ready or when the dad is ready, it's when the kids are ready. And we've really got to be patient with that. Both of us separately, I think also sought counseling and, and advice on how do we do this? Yeah. Uh, not everybody has to do that. I think we did it because there was five kids. They all varied in ages. They're coming from two separate situations. 
And I will tell you the way that we did it, it has been seamless. It has been a beautiful thing, you know? So, and I, and I attest a lot of that to the way that we approached it and took our time. I think that's so good. And what you're talking about is something I just, I can't speak to at all, not being divorced previously, but it makes so much sense. Like, oh, you're in this, you're free. Things are different. You know, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm excited for the next adventure that awaits, you know? And so that could very much be a part of it. Like, oh, I want to kind of rush this process. (laughs) You know, I've done the whole dating for a long time thing before I've been married. So like, let's just make it happen quickly. So boom, boom, boom. And I think that that's such a good piece of advice. Like it's not when you're ready necessarily. It's what really when you think the kids are ready for that. Mm -hmm. And to combine that too with the advice you gave Tim, just like, I think that's so great. You having conversations with them and keeping them in the loop. Mm -hmm. If they are old enough to kind of understand what that looks like and gauging that that's so important because yeah, I can imagine that would be really hard and, and, more damaging, honestly, if you were getting out there dating and then introducing new people to your kids early on, and then it doesn't work. And then every time it's like, wait a second, what's going on? With these? Yes. yes. And that can be confusing. You know, to be honest, this is so different, but I was an adult when my parents got married and I experienced both my parents dating, you know, people when I was, I was 19, 20 at the time, but mm-hmm. it was like, I would meet some of their significant others pretty early on. Like, I mean, like mm-hmm. a few weeks after they met and it's like, you know, it feels like a lot and vulnerable, even me as an adult to invite that person in and to allow them to come to our, or be okay with them being at Christmas when they've been dating for a few weeks. And to be honest, I was like, I'm not super comfortable with that, (laughs) you know, Um, even as a grown woman, you know, I was like, "Mm, I don't know about this. I don't know you yet. Like you're not, you're not part of our family yet. You don't just, (laughs) when I think that's a natural response is to, to, to be like that. You need to develop that relationship first. But it's also what you're teaching your children. I mean, this is, you know, when you have kids, everything, every action that you are doing, you are, you know, it's kind of like saying, don't, don't, don't do as I do, do as I say. Well, you've got to set, I mean, they are going to observe more than they're going to hear you. We never, when we were dating, I mean, we never stayed at each other's houses with, you know, now the kids would, the kids would maybe come and spend the night over at my house or my kids would go over to his house. We never stayed in the, in the home together because we wanted to set that example. The kids' feelings, I'm such an empathetic person, <laughs> yes. just honestly to, to a point where it's really kind of dangerous. I would put myself in my children's shoes and try to imagine for a moment, you know, what this could be like. And I really can't, honestly, but I would try. And I love you saying, just sitting down and talking to them. And, and getting, you know, their, their view and their perspective doesn't always mean that you're going to go with that, but you, you might find it, you might find somewhere in the middle that you can meet that you're both comfortable. Yeah. And at least that way they're feeling heard and seen and a part of the conversation. I think that's so good. You guys, man, there is just so much to talk about on the subject, but I think we, you guys just shared some really amazing, rich wisdom today. And I'm walking away so encouraged. Um, and I really pray that for the, our people that are single, 
that have never dated someone who's been divorced or have kids, that this has opened their eyes and their hearts and their minds, so just possibilities. But then also for our, our community, so many of our community, so many people are either dating with kids or, you know, dating after divorce or sometimes both of those things together. And so you guys, this is just absolutely wonderful. And uh, I'm so grateful for all the advice you shared and just your stories and unique perspectives. To conclude this amazing interview, I always ask every guest the same question. And so I'm going to ask that to you now, which is just, what is your final nugget of dating advice for the Heart of Dating listeners today? I would just say, so I'm, we're both in recruiting and uh, (laughs) I often, I often give this same advice to people that are considering making a career move as well, which is when most people make a bad career move or, or dating in this case, it's when people rush, people are so impatient, um, impatient with God, impatient with dating, impatient with blending a family, no matter what the situation is, whether you have kids in the situation or not, most people are going to make a mistake because they're just impatient with the process. And, Mm. you know, I would just say patience above all is, is the number one thing everyone should, should have more of. Um, My advice would be don't think too much about this. Um, I think that when you go into it again for the second time around, you almost are going to get in your way and, and don't, you've got to trust the path that God has put in front of you. And there are going to be times that you will walk, you know, walk off that path, but um, just trust that you'll be kind of led back in the right direction and really don't rush it. I mean, I love you saying just being patient. I think everyone is, you know, they're, they're looking and, and desiring kind of for just that, that, especially if you've got kids and you're kind of thinking, well, like I want to get married again. I mean, that's kind of the, the futuristic thing that you're, you're in goal. And I think that makes you want to feel kind of rushed into it. And, and it doesn't need to be, um, again, you know, just remember that you are, you're setting an example for your kids and it doesn't mean that you have to be married right away. It simply means let's, you know, let's go on this journey together and let's learn, learn more about yourself and, um, and just take the time. So good. You guys, that's amazing. Uh, such great advice just overall. You guys are just phenomenal. It is so clear that you have indeed been through a lot, but that God just brought you through healing, through processing, and through meeting one another and going through all these different things. You just have so much to share, so much rich wisdom for couples, whether married or, of course, like on this podcast, single and dating. So I just want to thank you guys. And for anybody who wants to connect with you, how do they get in touch with you? Yeah. So we're on Facebook and Instagram, um, and it's under the the Blended Project is our uh, at symbol. So uh, yes, we'd love to connect with anyone and everyone. And, uh, you know, we we just love to share our story and share, you know, God's word. And the more that we can do that, we love to hear from, you know, the audience. And it's been fun and inspiring. So mm-hmm. I love yeah. it. It keeps us wanting to continue to improve ourselves and, and help and share our stories or our faults where we can. And, and hopefully it helps someone else. Someone else. I love it, you guys. It certainly is. I'm so inspired just by this conversation alone. Well, thank you guys so much for taking the time amidst this crazy season and just really grateful for your example and for everything you shared today, y'all. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Okay, friends, what did you think about that episode with Tim and Jolie today? 
Gosh, you guys, I just hope that you've left with new perspectives. And I hope that you feel encouraged by how it all worked out for Tim and Jolie and how they are currently thriving in their new marriage with their blended family. I'm just so thankful for them. And I want to encourage you guys to, again, go connect with them on Instagram at, at the blended project. Okay, fam, if you want to join in on more of what we're doing, come join us on Instagram at, at Heart of Dating and at Kateness, or come over to Facebook and join the party there at facebook.com forward slash Heart of Dating. And don't miss out on our private Facebook community with thousands of Christian singles. This has been so much fun today, and I will see you next week. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network.